It's time for the PowerMizzou.com podcast with interviews and analysis of your Missouri Tigers. Now, here's your host, Gabe DeArmond. Welcome back to another week of the PowerMizzou.com podcast. Gabe DeArmond and Mitchell Forty here. We'll talk about the uh, exciting spring football game from last weekend here in a minute. Not for very long, but first we're going to talk basketball recruiting and we're going to talk with the Rivals.com national analyst, Eric Bossy who is about to embark on like 27 consecutive weeks out of town. Is that about right? Yeah, except I've already been gone for about, oh, I think it's like 18 in the last 23 days. So, All right. <laughs> so it's, a, it's, it's continuation. But, yeah, pretty much from now until the end of August, I think I have two, two weeks. Or until the beginning of August, I have two weekends right on after travel. Hey, that's a lot of Marriott points, man. You can take your family on a nice vacation with that. Yeah, but they're changing the point structure. I'm a little worried about the new rules for you, but that's that's a that's a that's a true first world problem, right? Yeah, there. That, that's <laughs> another podcast. So, all right, let's start with the first one that everybody wants to know, and I know your answer, and you know my answer, but I have to ask, what's going on with Courtney Ramey? <laughs> well, we know for a fact that he's supposed to be in Philadelphia playing in the Allen Iverson Round Ball Classic, so. Right. We we've got that. That's that's verifiable, right? So we've got that. I mean, he's Snapchatting himself from a plane, and we think it. That's where it went. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so so we've got that. But man, what a what a I don't want to call it a mess, and I don't want to say it's reached goat rodeo status or anything like that. <laughs> but it certainly looked like for a little while it was going to have some closure coming, and now it doesn't look to be anywhere near even though they say they want it to be near so you know i still think missouri's got a really good shot obviously they got mark smith as a transfer last week long term that helps them whether they get ramey or not so you know they're gonna be safe with another guard and they continue to pursue other guys so i don't think they're taking him for granted you know i thought last week things were looking really good for missouri on this one I still think they've got a good shot, but, you know, I'm starting to think maybe Texas is someone we should be taking a little bit more seriously in this one, but I'm sure within another few days I'll think something differently. Right. Eric uh, Mitchell Forty here. Uh, we've had kind of a raging debate recently on our message boards about whether or not this is actually like a really odd, strange recruitment or if people just think that because it's kind of taking so long and he's one of the last big uncommitted names. Obviously you've been following this a lot longer than I have. Uh, is this – out of the ordinary, or does this kind of happen every year with some of the late to late commits? Um, I'd say it's maybe a little bit of both on it, just because you're right. When we've got the few guys that are left this time of year, they get just a super amount of attention and, and hyper-focused on them. So part of it is just that, you know, out of a pool of, you know, say the top 150 players, there's only six or seven left that, people are wondering about so all that attention goes into those guys right Mm -hmm. um and i think too especially here locally because missouri is involved you know the the level of attention paid to missouri recruiting today compared to where it was 18 months ago it's (laughs) it's it's a lot different you know i think we saw beginning with michael porter last spring that Missouri fans are wild about basketball recruiting right now. And, and hey, for me, that's a great thing. I, I love it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I I live in Kansas City. 
I love to see healthy interest in Mizzou basketball, you know, because I, I grew up with that. So I, I like to see that. Um, you know, but it's it's certainly – it's maybe a little bit strange right now in that there doesn't seem to be anything more concrete shaking out. Like, normally by now, you're starting to get a feel. Like, with, say, Trayvon Duvall last year, there was a pretty good feel that Duke was a team to beat. With – with Mo, with Mo Bamba, we knew, hey, look, he could say all he wants about these other schools. He's going to Kentucky or Texas. It's going to be one of two of those things. So it's strange in that with, with Ramey, we haven't really yet locked in on, hey, it's going to be these, these schools. You know, I think looking at it, we can say pretty with pretty reasonable certainty that it's more than likely going to be Oklahoma State, Texas, or Missouri. But I don't feel like there's one of those where we feel like, oh, yeah, they're the definite team to beat. All right, so last one on this, I promise. The one you didn't mention in there is is Louisville, and a kind of a two pronged thing. Do you do you not really see them involved? And secondly, obviously Missouri fans got all outraged, but Chris Mack said he wasn't recruiting him. I, just just in plain terms, did Chris Mack actually do anything wrong? No, not a thing. It's it's. I mean, it's it's a real simple debate. You know. I wasn't recruiting him on Tuesday. I decided Wednesday. Why the hell not? Right. You know. So 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 he's covered. And I mean, I don't know. I think we're all pretty progressive here. Are any of us really, really actually upset if a guy says he wasn't recruiting a dude no. and then goes and recruits him anyway? Right. Like because it doesn't you know, give him an like advantage. We're, we're looking for things. If, if that's the case, we're just looking for stuff to complain about. Yeah. Uh, Eric, uh, moving on to some of uh, some of the two, 2019 guys. Uh, one of the guys who Missouri fans have been very excited about, uh, really hoping to get to Columbia, is EJ Liddell from just across the river in Belleville, Illinois. Um, is do you see him as a type of guy who could get to the point that uh, some of the the higher profile programs, the Dukes, the Kentuckys, the North Carolinas, could start paying attention to? And if so, do you think he would go that route, or do you think uh, Missouri and Illinois and some of the uh, those type of schools still have a good chance of uh, landing him? The answer to your first question is yes, absolutely I do. Um, the game has changed in these six foot six, six foot seven power forward guys who are undersized by the traditional sense, but can step out and shoot and do some things. And Liddell, despite his size, is also an incredible shot blocker. It's, mm-hmm. it's really kind of freaky how well he blocks shots in his size. So yeah, I think he has a chance to be recruited at that level. It's it's we're going to find out the next two weekends. He's going to be playing in front of those type of guys, and if he plays well, he'll get recruited at that level. If he plays just okay, then it'll probably stay about the same. But yeah, I mean, I think he's a legitimate top fifty kid in the country. So I think those schools need to take a look at a guy like him and see is he a face? He could someone we could see. But you know, I think uh, that. Anyone who's looking to get involved, you know, I do think that Missouri and Illinois have put in a lot of groundwork on that one. And, you know, they're not going to be invincible by any means if, if big schools come calling, but they certainly got a nice start in this one. All right. So, Eric, uh, just put together the top, uh, the updated top 150 for 2019. And I'm going to run through these as fast as I can, but just kids within about about a 200-mile radius of Columbia, Missouri, that are in this. Isaiah Mosley, Terrence Hargrove Jr., mentioned E.J. Liddell. Malik Hall's in here. Um, 
Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Zach Harvey, Mario McKinney. Uh, there's seven or eight kids within probably 200 miles of Columbia. As far as this region goes, Eric, is this as deep, as good a class as you've seen since you've been doing this? Um, man, I'd have to go back and, and double-check on that. Um, I'd say it's it's a good class. I don't know that it's outstanding mm-hmm. by any means, but definitely it's a good one. When you're getting near double-digit guys that you can you can touch with a with a, a three- to three-and-a-half-hour drive, you're feeling pretty good about where you are in relation to trying to add local guys to your program. So I think it's a good one. I don't think it's insane. You know, I guess I always think about Brad Beal, Otto Porter, and Ben McLemore being in the same class too, <laughs> yeah. other than a bunch of guys along with them too. So Remind us, Missouri always... did well in that class, right? <laughs> no. Okay. But, uh, you know, so, so I always tend to – the ones that stick out in my mind are those ones with, you know, elite guys let's see can we produce three three nba guys out of this group then 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 we'll start talking but yeah it's, it's a good group it's a solid group um 2019 as a whole is probably kind of a, a pedestrian class nationally to, to be frank it's um it's not like one of these classes that we've seen here recently like 2016 was a great one um 2013 was really good. You know, it's not going to be one of those that I look back and go, oh, yeah, this is one of the top four or five classes of the last 20 years. But locally, it's it's pretty solid, yes. And, you know, like we didn't mention, like, like how far is D.J. Carton away from Columbia? You know, right. he's yeah. relatively close. You know, he just moved up to the top 30. There's another guy that, you know, Mizzou has definitely been heavily involved with. And, you know, if we're talking about guys that are on the Missouri, Missouri radar whose recruitments are about to get interesting – Carton would probably be the one that's at the top of my list. I got a feeling he's going to just, you know, he's a well-known guy already in the Midwest. Every high major in the Midwest is all over him. But I think his recruitment's going to go national in about 24 hours. Eric, another guy uh, in those rankings that we haven't mentioned yet is uh, Francis Okoro. Uh, there's been some some gossip, some rumors that he might be reclassifying to 2018. Do you have an idea how likely that is, and if so, how that would kind of affect uh, his decision and Missouri's chances? Yeah, you know, I had hoped to speak with Francis last weekend at an event in Arkansas, but he did not go. So I can only go speculation. Just talking to some people who know him and stuff, I'd say it's probably 50-50 right now um if he does so i think purdue is in a really good spot if if he's going to make that move they would kind of be the team that i think would be most likely if he does that but we got to see if if he's going to make that move and you know i think i think we need to ask ask him about i'm just sure this whole thing is really starting to be something that I'm, i'm on the verge of going old man screams at the sky about um you know, I just don't understand why these guys are in such a rush to get to college. You know, they're like, well, but they're ranked high. Well, you, people understand much of the ranking is factoring in and they've still got another year to get better right. and a year sure. to work on their game before they get to college. Now, Okuro, from a physical standpoint, is ready, but I'm not sure that going to college a year really is in his best interest. You know, I, I feel like in order to do that, you better be – a no-brainer, can't-miss guy. Otherwise, you know, just, just what's the rush? I don't think there's a, a big list of guys that has really worked out well for that have done that, that haven't been in that, you know, 
hey, this guy's just too good for it not to matter. Like Andre Drummond, it did not matter. Marvin Bagley, it did not matter. So you better be on that level of player if you're going to do this. So about the reclassification, kind of want to tie this back to Mizzou 2018. Obviously, you're familiar with the Porter family. I mean, I think you agree with me. Like, Jonte is barring someone telling him you have zero chance to go in the first round. He seems to be headed to the NBA draft. Uh, First off, kind of your thoughts on Jonte going to the NBA. And second, how that affects this program and, like, They've got to find a big guy who can play this year, but I just haven't seen any that are on the radar. Right, yeah. You know, you wonder, the JUCO ranks are pretty picked over. I'm always a little skeptical on the grad transfer transfer ranks. You know, Missouri got a really good one Mm -hmm. last year with Cassius Robertson, but I think that is the exception to the rule. It just kind of trips me out each year that all these guys at bad, low- and mid-major programs all of a sudden have good programs, like right. fighting over them. Yeah. It, it, it just makes no sense to me. You know, like, you know, sometimes people forget that bad teams have to have leading scorers too. It doesn't necessarily mean the guy's great, but that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a whole another tangent for another, for another podcast. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Jonte, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword because for a guy who skipped his senior year of high school, he did pretty well, you know, but there were clearly some struggles, especially early on. Um, I can't even imagine how much better he his freshman year would be if it was coming this upcoming season. You know, I think we'd see much more significant numbers out of him. We would certainly see much more significant numbers if he comes back for a sophomore year. So, but on the other hand, I guess it's a double-edged sword. You don't want to lose him. You want him around. I think if he sticks around for another year, he could greatly enhance his draft position versus just being a fringe guy in the first round. He could turn himself into a top 15 pick. And, you know, at least in the first couple of years, that's a pretty significant difference in money. So you'd hope he comes back. But if he doesn't, you know, you got you got some nice contribution out of him that was very key in helping you turn around a program and win 20 games and make the NCAA tournament. So, you know, you certainly got some, some bang out of him. And you can say, hey, for Collins and Martin, these kids are obsessed with whoop. Who'd you get to the NBA? Who'd you get to the NBA? Well, okay, I had Jalen Brown. He's the one and done. Look what he's doing for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. I had Michael Porter. We we assume he's going to do good. Hey, nobody thought Jonte Porter was a one and done. He came to Mizzou, and we turned him into a one and done player. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you'd rather have him on the team, but that recruiting training keeps rolling, and it's certainly, you know, another arrow to put, put back in the old sling for, for Conzo if that happens. Eric, we've talked a, a good amount about the uh, 2019 uh, prospects kind of on Missouri's radar. Looking ahead another year, uh, do you have any guys, you know, just off the top of your head in the kind of Missouri area, St. Louis metro area, Kansas City uh, lar- at large area who uh, who Missouri fans should know right now? Yeah, I think Cameron Fletcher is certainly going to be an important one at, uh, at Vachon. 6'5", 6'6", wing. Had a chance to watch him again over the weekend and – He's every good as every bit as good as I thought he'd be as a, as a top fifty type prospect. Um, he's certainly one. I think that uh, I'd keep an eye on uh, Roman Wilson from Park Hill in Kansas City. He's a 2019 kid naturally, but he's gonna, he's going to need to go to prep school to kind of tighten up some grade things and stuff like that. So he's going to be a 2020 guy. 
he's one that I would imagine Missouri and many others are going to start looking at quite a bit more. The the physical tools at six foot ten ish and running, jumping, and, and and a man's body that he's growing into are all there. So I don't know how they wouldn't look look at him. And then just St. Louis in general has got a lot of kids from the area in that class, whether it be Davion Bradford, who's now in in Arizona at a prep school as a 6'10 fluid athletic kid, uh, Caleb Love at CBC, 6'3 scoring combo guard, uh, Jordan Nesbitt at Luther North has a chance. You know, there's a lot of guys here locally, I think, that will emerge in 2020. All right, last thing for you, Eric, and then we'll let you run. This is kind of a, a two-pronged deal. Obviously, everybody that follows recruiting, everybody that follows college basketball has – has been talking about the investigation and everything going on over the last few months. So first off, being in Kansas City, what was your uh, shock level when uh, Kansas guys were talked to or were tied to this? Because Missouri fans have some interest in that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I guess I don't have any shock level when right. when anyone is tied to anything. You know, I've, I've, I've been around for a while, and I, I suspect, you know, we'll see more names come up and – We'll see more big names. So, you know, it's 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 big boy stuff. It's big boy investigation. So, I guess it's no surprise when you see big boy teams getting mentioned. Yeah, and and as you mentioned, you've been on the road. Uh, you know, the the a, the major AAU circuits are in Dallas this weekend, Indianapolis next. This is about to kick into high gear. Coaches are getting on the road. So. How different, because of everything that's gone on, do you think this summer is going to be on that circuit than previous summers have been? Um, I don't know that there'll really be any any real perceptible difference. Um, I do know that just in general, and I, I thought this would be the case when it when it went down, and, and I, I do feel it to be the case from talking to coaches around the country. Just the 2018 recruiting cycle has has felt like one of the most cleanest or most clean cycles, and I've gotten that sense from coaches that they really feel like it's been a much cleaner and, and streamlined recruiting year than it has in the past. So, which that would seem to make sense. Like, if you're going to go out and, and try and cheat right now, especially if you're doing yeah. anything egregious, yeah. you, you've really got a death wish and you just don't care. You've got a you huge know? set if you do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I guess that's, those are true go big or go home people, right? Um, but... <laughs> You know, in terms of the grassroots circuit, it's it's the setup, the dates, the rules, everything is the exact same as it's been the last few years. So I don't really anticipate anything being any different. Yeah. All right. Well, Eric, appreciate it, man. Always, uh, no, always, always appreciate the knowledge and uh, enjoy the road. Appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, All Eric. Right. Have a good one. Eric Bossy, Rivals.com national recruiting analyst. He is, uh, I mean, he's like a computer. He just ticks guys off and, and tells you their high schools. He knows everybody. Um, kind of interesting. I mean, like we think this 2019 and 2020 class is loaded, but it's a bunch of guys, but there's not like a Michael Porter in it. So he seemed to think, yeah, it's good, but, you know. Yeah, he wasn't exactly overwhelmed. But I, I still think, as we've said on here a lot before, uh, you know, if, if – for Conzo Martin, getting even those numbers of guys, even if one isn't a five-star guy out of the St. Louis area, will do wonders for him moving forward. Yeah, so we'll wrap it up back where we started on this subject with Ramey and just, look, guys, I, you know, the hardest thing to say in this business is you don't know, but we don't know. I honestly think if you talk to four coaching staffs right now, I think three of them would tell you they think they're getting Courtney Ramey. 
Maybe four. I think, yeah, maybe all four. You know, I think Missouri feels that way. I've been told Louisville feels that way. I've been told Texas feels that way. And I think Oklahoma State might feel that way. So, you know, um, nobody knows. It has reached the point of a little bit, um, you know, again, you hesitate to kind of use words like Eric said. It's, it's bizarre at mm-hmm. this point in time. Well, yeah, I mean, the, first of all, there's not a lot of kids that are obviously involved with schools that undergo FBI investigations right. while they're committed. And secondly, just kind of the lack of uh, information out there. You know, you, you just can basically dismiss anything you hear because you know it's not coming from the Ramies. So that just makes it, I think, frustrating for fans. Well, and the other thing, it's not just the, like, there have been a lot of kids who they don't talk about their recruitment, mm-hmm. but like you still hear things. The fact that we haven't heard that Courtney Ramey has a visit set anywhere mm-hmm. tells me he doesn't have any visits set anywhere because... If he did, like his dad might not tell anybody, but somebody so, would tell somebody that Courtney Ramey was taking an official visit to Missouri or to Louisville or whatever. Right. And nobody's heard that. So at this point, I don't really anticipate the kid's going to take any visits. I think just at some point he's going to commit, and that's all we're going to hear. Right. I mean, well, I don't know when he would. It would have to be a midweek type of thing just because, you know, as we said, the uh, the AAU circuit's going to be, you know, all over the place these next few weekends. So. Right, yeah, like coaches aren't going to be in town the next two weekends. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if he wants to go somewhere, it's got to be like Tuesday, Wednesday. So who knows? We'll continue to follow it. Um, on the other side of things, you know, football – Spring game's over. It was the paint has dried. It, yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what we thought it was going to be, right? I mean, just yeah, they ran around for a little while, and now in four months, we start to answer real questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's all. That's all. <laughs> that's all you got. All right, they don't call him the best color man in the league for nothing. Uh, but it's so now it's it's obviously recruiting for Barry Odom's staff, and I, this is the second straight year we're in this situation, like. They need somebody to jump on board. Mm-hmm. They need somebody to get this ball rolling. I mean, they can't go in tonight at the zoo in July with two commitments. And I, I'm not saying it's reason to panic, but at some point here in the next month, you know, you want to see a couple kids going, hey, I have faith in this thing and jumping on. Right. Yeah. You know, they uh, they got Shamar Nash, the wide receiver out of Florida early, but there's been that's obviously be a, a lot of speculation. Yeah, time, that, yeah. That, that's far from a done deal. Um, you know, they we've we reported that they have – they're feeling pretty good with uh, several of the St. Louis area kids, several of the Trinity kids, but until one or two or three of those kids jumps on board, I mean, they're they're in the same position they were last year. Right, and uh, I mean, feeling good in April, frankly, doesn't matter until somebody does jump on board, and uh, this program needs that momentum, um, you know, because you can't go into every year going, well, if we just go win games, we're going to get them. Well, what you find out is – that by the time you actually win games, a lot of these kids are off the board. Yeah, I, I mean Missouri was one and five, and they lost any chance at any of those kids. Now, obviously, if you start one and five, you're you're going to lose a bunch of them anyway. But I, let's say you start four and two, or or whatever it might be, is that enough to convince them? And now you're getting into late October, and most of these kids have made decisions, you know. So with the early signing period, a lot of recruiting has to be done in the spring and summer. Um, that's that's just kind of how it is, and and you'd like to see. In the past, you know, May and June have been decent months for Missouri because camps and stuff like that. So you'd like to see some of that coming up. I, I don't know if we will or not, but that's that's certainly your hope. Uh, I guess when we get out of here, we're going to go listen to Conzo Martin talk. And I don't know, we talked to him on the podcast last week. I don't expect any great new revelations, do you? Not really, but you know, uh, you know, if they if he has them, we will have them on the message boards. <laughs> yes, we will. We will pass along all of the revelations. Um, 
Mitchell will next week go to Indianapolis for AAU basketball and maybe to meet with Condoleezza Rice, apparently, I just learned. Perhaps, yes, the uh, the, the Condoleezza Rice Commission into cleaning up college basketball, I don't think that's its real name, but actually that has a good ring to it. I like it. Is supposed to present some findings, uh, possibly some solutions, I'm not really sure. Uh, next weekend, I believe, April 28th, so I might pop in there and uh, see if anything interesting happens. So... Like last week, we talked about how to fix, uh, you know, the NCAA tournament. So, mm-hmm. so when this co- seriously, how do you fix this stuff? I I don't know how you fix it unless I mean, it, like you get rid of AAU basketball. And like Hanzo said last week, like we don't want to do that. This yeah. is good for kids. No, I mean it, it would take to truly fix it. I think it would take something very like earth shattering a change, you know, to allow kids to accept some money from from companies as long as it's not tied to recruiting or to completely change how the recruiting circuit works the aau circuit works and i don't think either of those things are likely to happen anytime soon yeah and and one thing i thought and this will not happen the ncaa won't allow it but let agents in the college game Mm -hmm. i mean let michael porter talk to an agent his senior year in high school and go look i gotta go spend a year in college because the nba says i have to you know i'm gonna be a lottery pick so give me 50 grand Mm -hmm. to to do what i want to do with this year when I sign my multi-million dollar deal, I'll pay it back. You know, I, let these kids do – what harm is there? Is, is yeah. there harm in that? The, the only thing you have to watch out for is that being tied to recruiting, you know. you got Right, like an sure agent an saying, agent, okay, as long as you go to this school. As long as you go to, you know, yeah, like Kentucky right. or Duke or whatever, I'll, I'll give you the money. But if you go to North Carolina, I won't. Right. Uh, yeah, and I, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. The other thing is, okay, so the agent gives him 50 grand and he signs with somebody else. I say – Tough luck. Hey, yeah. you, you lost your money. You yeah. bet on him and it didn't work. I think but. that already happens. So. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So, I, I look, it's it's a, I, the, the number one thing that's come out of this whole investigation and all this for me is everyone who has any familiarity with college basketball, the reaction has been, well, yeah. You didn't know that already? And, until, their, until their program pops up and then it's, I could not have possibly have known. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, yeah, I mean, people who cover this, yeah. like, if you listen to the national reporters, they're going, no, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I mean, I maybe didn't know. Like, I, I don't want to pretend these guys no are covering players, up yeah. stories. Yeah. But it, so, like, they didn't have, okay, this kid and this amount of money in this mm-hmm. school. But you knew as a concept it went on. Right, absolutely. So, there you go. We haven't fixed anything there and, and likely won't. Um, but I'm sure Condoleezza Rice has it all figured out. So, on that, we're going to stick to sports and we'll be back with the podcast next week. Thanks for listening.